And after all that, all the suspense mm-hmm. in the entire world, they finally gave us a trailer, Brent. I thought it was going to be an underwater trailer, and it was not. It was not. Well, why would you think it's going to be an underwater trailer for Batman versus Superman, The Force because Awakens? Because that weakens Superman. He has to go through the water. Oh, because the sunlight can't hit him anymore. That's right. Thank you. And yeah, I Thank dig you. it. Oh, wait. We're talking about Fallout also, 4. Kryptonite rocks sink to the bottom you. of the ocean. So there's. Oh, yeah. that's how Batman finds him. That movie's going to be terrible, right? It's going to be terrible, but I, you know what? I'm totally going to oh, see it. I'm absolutely <laughs> going to go see it. Much like a train wreck on the side of the uh, freeway. I will slow down my car and uh, drive by and, and take a look as we go. I saw 10 Cloverfield Lane. Is that good? It's awesome. Look good. Yeah. Here, John good, Goodman's dude. fantastic in it. Is that who that is? That is Dan from Roseanne. Really? I've never seen him in anything else. <laughs> Nothing else. You have no idea <laughs> of his 95 or what Wait, have you IMDb's. He was also the Cyclops in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Thank you. Okay, thank you. Finally. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Uh, but we're talking about Fallout 4. We got the new DLC trailer just uh, just got announced today as we record this on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Robots, Brent. Automatron. Robots. Yeah, I guess... Um, of the ones I've heard rumored to happening to, to happen the, the, the DLCs I've heard about, yes, this is the one I was least excited about. Oh, actually. really? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of fired up for this one, and and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at first we were, we were told about three DLCs coming now, and then they decided to add three more later that right. were not planned originally, but they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three right now are Automatron, the one coming out next, which is Robots, mm-hmm. uh, the Mechanist. I yeah. love. Yeah, I and like then, the mechanist, but and then we have a, a Fallout Four Pokemon, which is the next one, which is a very cheap DLC where you have capture cages to catch people and have them fight in a pit like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And the third one is actually a story one. It's a huge, like big map on some island uh, made a, a person as a colony of synths, and you have to go track them down. Yeah. And that's Lost Harbor. That's coming later. But Automatron, I'm fired up for, and I'll tell you why. It's because of one new companions, new robot friends to walk around the wasteland with, including. Edie, you could make your own EDE unit. Okay, fine. Flying around with an iBot. Not only that, the Mechanist is one of my favorite characters from all of Fallout lore. Back from Fallout 3, you would mm-hmm. remember, when he fights the... Ant Agonizer. Ant Agonizer. And you can uh, kill them both. You can kill one, help the other win. They're creating a mess for this town by having giant battles of robots versus giant ants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just talked them both into giving up superheroing, and then I walked around as the mechanist for a very long period of time. <laughs> and, you know, it's my secret identity, except that mechanist that was, one was of a the, jerk. That was one of the most fun side missions of Fallout 3. Uh, in, in a game that uh, has a lot of creative side missions and a lot of fun uh, 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 character and flavor, that stands out as one of the most remarkable ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Now, is this the same character as the mechanist? Is this some Because the mechanist is featured as a villain, as you, if you remember. In the Silver Shroud missions. Right. On the radio station. So what does any of that mean? Maybe nothing, maybe everything. Maybe nothing, maybe everything. But that's why I'm fired up. I want to meet the mechanist well, I'm again. I'm still fired up because uh, you know, we haven't had any new content on Fallout 4, and I've, I got all the achievements so long ago. Yes, you did. So how are you doing on that? I got two left. Oh, so not all of them. <laughs> I do not have all okay, of them, though. Thank no. you. Uh, you know what? You won that battle. Yay. I actually challenged you. But you're coming close, though. I yeah, I'm re- I'm going to get it real soon. Basically, one more play session, I'm going to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I challenged you to a, a Fallout uh, achievement battle, yeah. and you turned me down. You, you fell said, out. You said I want to I want to sit back. I want to enjoy the happened. game and not make it about the achievements. And then Brent in three weeks gets all the achievements and barrels through the game. Well, yeah, I wanted to do it. I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The thing you said you didn't want to have a competition for because you would do. You ended up doing without the competition. I didn't, but I didn't do. I didn't really necessarily try to get all the achievements right away i 
I just played so many hours. You just happened to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. But so you did it all with one character, though. I have three um, distinct characters. Correct. With so it's it's different for me. Three distinct playthroughs. Right. For each of the three storylines, it's pretty cool. No, thank you. Hey, everybody! <laughs> you have made it to the next thrilling chapter of Raisin, Raisin Brent. Brent, and I'm Ray, and I'm and Brent. That's me, Brent. You normally say it a lot faster than that, and I was already my timing well, was thrown. You know off. what? You need to uh, wait until I finish my line. Could I finish? Can I finish? Who is that? I don't know. Bernie Sanders. Is that Bernie? Sa- yeah. It sounded like Bernie Sanders, but I don't remember him saying that. I'm remembering Ross Perot from the 1992 yeah. election. Yeah. Uh, y'all let me finish. Yeah. Y'all, 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 y'all well, let me he finish. Has, he has been a little sn- persnickety during the debates. He yeah. started to get a little like cranky. Because remember, mm-hmm. he was cranky in the first debate. Yeah. And I didn't like it. And he calmed down because I said on Twitter, I don't like the way he's being cranky. And he must have gotten a word or something because he's I immediately think Bernie would have, uh, you know. It would have been better to watch, or better when there was no TV. You know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, here, at the end of the day, though, it seems like okay. I, yeah. Every time she starts answering a question, he doesn't agree. He starts. He starts like raising his hand and like uh, <laughs> signaling to the uh, pointing, like uh, uh, doing all these face <laughs> gestures. At the end of the day, he is a seventy-seven-year-old Jewish cranky man mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Brooklyn. That's true. So there's a certain amount of uh, get off my lawn that I sort of expect with Bernie Sanders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not saying he's Clint Eastwood in that uh, that Detroit movie. Grand Torino. There you go, Grand Torino. We will be talking about uh, NCAA tournament, Brent. The brackets are set. Mm-hmm. We have the Raisin Brent official bracket challenge going on. Well, I I can't wait for the Michigan game. Uh, well, the the exhibition that they're having, and then the that'll show if they're worthy to be in the final sixty four to see if they can get a win in the actual tournament. Sir, the uh, the tournament expanded to sixty eight, and those games are canon. They do count. That's Wh- funny because you have always maintained that they are not canon. I have until your team got in there. And honestly, when if when and if we lose, I will not count it. <laughs> Didn't make the tournament as far as I'm concerned. Although, uh, why why aren't all four of those games the sixty four seeds? We could talk about that, I guess, later. But are the 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 sixteen seeds? Make them pl- have a chance to get a win and then get blown out by the one seed. How is it? Why are they the 11s, well, the play-in games and stuff? Because the, the 16 seed shouldn't get a win unless they beat a one seed. That's yeah. Because the 16 seed has never won a game in the tournament, so why would you give them a cheap first win in the tournament? Well, they're not When seeds you're fighting yet. against history. They're not seeds yet. They're fighting for the right to become the 16 seed. But they're not the 16. They're 11s. I guess. And these are all at-large teams, too. And it's all the last teams to get, you know, the last four in, as the, mm-hmm. uh, they say on the ESPNs. So anyway, we'll talk about the NCAA tournament. We're going to be talking about talking about Walking Dead. Uh, whole whole epi- whole Carol centric episode. Carol and Maggie. That was interesting. Uh, don't forget about don't forget about Paula. How could I? She was great. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Michonne uh, Walking Dead Telltale game. We're, we didn't get to it last week. We have to ran out of time. Uh, we should talk about it briefly. That's worth a two minute segment at least because the people want to know Brent. The people, they just want to know what's going on. It's true. So we're going to get all to it now after three seconds of Scandal. And we are here talking about March Madness. March, the mad. Why did it take so long to get to March Madness this year? What is it, the 15th? Well, this tournament is going to go into April. It's a leap year. So we had to wait an extra day. That's fantastic. We're going to go two weeks deep into April for this thing. <laughs> like, I thought it was March Madness. It is. Uh, now, I know. It goes These kids don't need to go to school. They don't need to go to class. Schedule more games during the week. 
We all know why these folks are there. It's to make money for the university and then probably get arrested. That's basketball. I think it only goes into like April 2nd or something like that. Something like Seriously, that. it's going to go like April 4th. three weeks plus. Well, it's going to start on the... We'll go to 16, then we'll go to 4. 17, 18, 19, 20th. Yeah, I guess three weeks. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Look, I can't do math so good. Right. G-U-D. Right. Um, but we, we this bracket's pretty incredible. Like, of all the brackets we've done, usually there's a couple of teams we look at like, okay, well, these guys are clearly going to be steamrolling, and maybe somebody picks them off. But Like last year, Kentucky clearly was... For example, you know, good job me <laughs> picking the favorite. <laughs> but then when the favorite wins, you, it's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, you got to put it out there. I mean, it does take guts sometimes to not go a little off the beaten path. Great job, me. I'd like to say again, hey, Brandon, did you know that I won the bracket challenge last year? I did. Okay, excellent. What did you win for it? Uh, I won a guest spot on my own podcast. Oh, that's okay. I thought it was like when we won, when I won the Fantasy League, and then you, you, I won a bunch of money and a trophy. Well, we didn't have money for sake so on the uh, so fantasy football, so because that would be illegal, so, so we didn't you, really do that. No, we did. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, everybody's invited to join the Bracket Challenge. Go to Ray, uh, Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. You don't join. You are worse than Ray. Yeah. Uh, and that's... That's something. Really bad. Uh, click the link. Uh, it's on ESPN. It's free. We don't charge for it. The whoever wins overall score gets to guest on the podcast. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before. Yeah. And uh, we had Matt Manser on. He won the first year in the Invitational. Or right. Not, not Invitational. You're all invited. <laughs> so congratulations. It's now an Invitational. Everyone's invited. And I won year two because I'm pretty great. So I got that going for Congrats. me. Congrats. Defending champion. Ray. Defending champion almost guarantees I finished next to last place or last think, place this year. I think it guarantees that you're going to win again. You know what? I'd love to see it. Yeah. Because that would be tooting it, bro. I'll give you props if you win two years in a row. Oh, but only then. If you don't win this year, I'm going to say last year was complete luck. Uh, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Why fight it? Um, but, but you were telling me some stats about this tournament leading up to it, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is the first time there hasn't been anyone with less than five losses that's incredible that just shows you how much uh, uh parody there is right now in college basketball in that any of these teams like you get a team full of seniors and we don't know anything about what three quarters of these teams at lowest mm. speak for yourself right well i'm gonna do some research i'm gonna do some reading and that's how that's how you win these brackets brent you don't just go in blind you don't just get you don't just pick names of teams and uh, uh, uh jersey colors maybe that's how you do it we champions. We do it a different way. That's how I do it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's worked out for you, too. <laughs> Didn't you finish last place last year, or am I mistaken? Uh, I th- no, next I was last. last. I was thinking I was next to last. Hey, uh, fantastic. Thank goodness. In other words, not last. Thank hey, you. Hey, you know what? Good enough for me. Yeah. So, uh, but we're expecting a whole lot of upheaval this year. Like these, every one of these one seeds looks eminently beatable because they all were. All these two, three, fours, like all the really like classic franchises, they're all four seeds. The Dukes. You know, uh, even Michigan State's there are two. So uh, we're going to sc- what we're going to do right now is we're going to leave it pretty open because we still have like a couple of days left before we actually have to set this in. And I'm sure we're going to change a lot. I have a placeholder in there right now. That's true. And then, you know, if somebody's listening to the podcast before the tournament starts, you can't just copy our awesome copy picks. ours. I mean, it, we, it, it's uh, results subject to change right now. In my current bracket, I have Arizona going all the way and I can nearly I, guarantee you that's not hit, going I'm to stick. I'm going to hit submit and final answer for that. For final you. answer. Yeah. Here's what's going to be crazy. I'm going to change it. And then Arizona's going to go all the way. That's right. Just to mess with me. But we each put together a Final Four, tentative Final Four, mm-hmm. based on where we're at right now. And Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I don't care. Well, I'll go first then. I'll start in the uh, uh, one side. I got Duke okay. as a Final Four team. I have Oregon in that. Excellent. Oh, Chalk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're so beatable, but we'll see. So is Duke. I've got uh, Michigan State 
Michigan State on the other side? I have uh, Sparty. You have Sparty as well. Okay. I've got Kansas. I have the Jayhawks. Got to do it. And I've got Kentucky, the four seed. I have the Kentucky. Do you seriously? Yeah. So we agree on three out of four right there. <laughs> Guaranteed subject to change <laughs> as we both go and completely muck it up right now. Mm-hmm. 100%. Who do you think is going to win? If you pick those four, who do you like to win? Right now I've got, uh, I believe, Arkansas. Okay. Uh, who do you have? Well, I got to say, I naturally hate Kansas Uh-oh. because it's a border of Nebraska. So I know, know where this is going. <laughs> and I, so I usually pick Kansas to get upset early, but I feel, I'm feeling like I might go the opposite this year. You're going to go pick them to win, run it. the whole table. Yeah. So now I know I have to change. Like I say, maybe I'll just keep Arizona. <laughs> yeah. I bet you'd love that <laughs> until Arizona wins. But uh, those are our brackets, guys, uh, just tentatively. And next week when we come back, we'll actually be in the Sweet 16 by then. But we'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll give a, a recap of uh, who's we'll where. where who is, who's leading the bracket. And what we ended in. up doing, yeah. Uh, but you can't win if you don't enter. Got to enter, guys. It is literally free. Most of you probably have an ESPN.com uh, account anyway. So what are you doing? Yeah. So anyway, there it is. So come on in to our bracket. Absolutely. You can do that. That sounds exciting and fun and only kind of dirty. All right, we'll be right back to talk about Walking Dead after three seconds of Thin Lizzy. This week's episode seemed like there was a lot of character things going on. And I was fooled for a lot of the episodes. You're talking about Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. Were you fooled through this episode? Was I fooled? Did I think Carol suddenly had a sudden change of heart and she wasn't putting one over on them? No, not even for a second. I was laughing the entire episode when she's hyperventilating and when but she's she, doing the thing with the crucifix. But she actually was hyperventilating, though. She was making herself hyperventilate. Mm, she was. She, she's Wait, having you, a real crisis. Are you actually trying to say right now that you think that Carol had a, a crisis of character and that she wasn't, like... Putting one over on these uh, Negan that's people what, the entire that's time. What the, that's what Melissa McBride, who plays Carol, said I, on the after show. I, I think she's absolutely lying about it then. Here's the deal. These shows are great if because they're up okay, for interpretation. If that's the case, no, it's not up for interpretation. It's absolutely up for interpretation. It's totally asinine because when <laughs> it, it might be. Because if she was not pulling one over on them, she would have just shot that lady immediately. Well, she didn't think she, she could get out of that situation. She couldn't shoot her. No, there was no one else to kill. She didn't want to have to shoot her because she was so good looking. Yeah, but how freaking sexy I've, I've was her? I've just proved you wrong, though. Uh, you have not proven. No, anything, I have proven sir. you wrong. The actress said it, and also she. I proved you by her actions. She could not shoot. She had Paula. To, she didn't have a problem at the end. Well, she had to then. Honestly, now here's the deal. Now, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll get there. But when she shot Paula the first time, didn't you feel like she headshot her the first time? Why was she still alive? That was she, messing me up. She shot her like in the shoulder. Yeah, it looked to me like she shot her right in the head at point blank range. No, she shot her in the shoulder. So then she got up, and I was very That's confused. That's why you could see blood on her shoulder and her shoulder. Well, after the fact, yeah, but back. in the moment, it looked like a headshot. No, it looked like she shot her in the shoulder. You're wrong again. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I swear to God, I, I watched this episode. Picture, I don't understand. going to be great. If it's based on how good you're oh analyzing this uh, Walking I, Dead episode, your no, picks are going to be I'm going to say right now, my belief that entire episode, and whether or not Melissa McBride, the actress who plays Carol, said differently. Who would know? I don't care because as an audience member, it's up to me to interpret because they don't, unless they outright say on the show, it's purely about, uh, she, she can have whatever process she wants. To me, the whole time she was thinking of, I'm going to play Meek. I'm going to play religious. I'm going to play old Carol in this moment. Did you so forget they underestimate what me. Did you forget what happened last episode? That she got captured and she was worried about Maggie. When and she, she was, was making her. out with a boy and making him cookies. Yeah. Because she's gone back on her 
hard ways. I don't think so. I just think she's reaching out because everyone needs some love in Brent. She had to find it somewhere, and uh, Daryl isn't going to work out. I think if your if your if your an- analysis was right, Ray, and it she, always is, she would have shot Paula immediately, and she couldn't shoot Paula. But that they had guns the... on her; they, they had didn't... them tied up. What are you talking about? They would have killed Maggie. She had a when it was just Paula at the end. She could have shot Paula, and no one else was there. She still didn't shoot Paula. Well, she, let she her kept get... saying, "Please, please leave." Please, Please leave. Don't make me. Go. Don't, don't make, make me. me. That's what, not, what are you that's, afraid of? What are you afraid that, of? I was afraid of this. Bang. And not, she killed her. That's not the Carol that you're talking she about. She didn't want to do the it. Carol, the Carol that went out and was like ninja stealth would not hesitate. She would not Clearly, hesitate. her character has changed. I just think that she uh, she felt like bad about it. Like she just did. Yeah. She doesn't want to kill people what don't bad, need to be she killed. She didn't feel bad about it before. <laughs> she doesn't so think these Negan people are so bad. So they've got her in. They've captured her and Maggie. Take her to slaughterhouse where yep. they see all these weird things and all these dead people. Lots of dead they people. They don't deserve it, but the wolves do. Yeah. The wolves were savages. You're just wrong. I, here's the deal. I found myself liking this Negan crew that kidnapped them mm-hmm. more than I liked half of Rick's crew. Okay, that's fine. I, I like the smoking lady. I like the guy who has the damaged arm. I liked uh, Patricia, Patty. If the other thing about Carol is when she has played possum in the past. Yes. And then when the people found out she was playing possum. She let them know. She said something. Carol here was like, "Please don't make me, don't, don't make me shoot you." Blah blah blah. She, she, like, she wasn't like. Bec- can I tell you why? Did you believe my act? No, it's because she found a kindred spirit. She found somebody who was exactly like her in the previous life. Went through the same trials and tribulations that she went through, and ended up as a as a bamf on the other side, and, and able to do stuff. She oh. she found a kindred spirit. She didn't want to just snuff her out. She was hoping somewhere she could be redeemed. Melissa, and at the end of the day, she couldn't. Well, Melissa McBride, who is the character Carol, said that the difference between her and Paula is that Paula or Paula, yeah, Paula doesn't have any feelings anymore, and Carol still does. I think that's fair. Okay. Well, if, if Carol still does, that means she actually was going through it. That means that she, she felt that she could be redeemed, and then Paula was not redeemable. Okay, Ray. Although you believe sh- what you want to believe. I'll believe the actress. But uh, I, I think it was just interesting to have an episode that was very... It was Carol and Maggie and these new characters, and at the end of it, only Carol and Maggie are left. Uh, uh, maybe you can explain this to me, and I'm sure it was like this in the comic books. I'm hoping. I'm sure I'll explain it to you, and you won't agree. Probably true. It's happened once or twice on the show. <laughs> What's with the I am Spartacus, the I am Legion thing that the Negan people are doing? We are all Negan? Well, they're not all Negan. Just the last guy they killed was Negan. That was not Negan. Yep. That's so 100% not Negan. So the crisis Negan is over, you guys. Yeah. Congratulations. But here's the thing I'm wondering, because right now our, Rick's gang has had three encounters with Negan's gang. Mm-hmm. Each and every time, every single person in Negan's gang has been massacred. Mm-hmm. No survivors on Negan's side, no casualties on Rick's side. Yeah. I mean, either Negan's a complete pushover or he's going to come back ferociously. He might. But But uh, you say he's dead. I mean, look. Why are they all saying they're they're Negan? They're not dead. Well, I don't know. I think they're I think they're probably instructed to not, you know, Negan obviously is a guy that doesn't want to be out in public that much. I guess. I mean, we haven't seen him yet, or have we? Maybe the first guy we met was actually Negan. I think they're basically saying, like, no matter who you talk to, you're talking to Negan because we follow his orders. Yeah, but, I mean, there's always splinter groups and stuff. Like, nothing's 100% lockstep all the time. I know, but that's the way they're going to present themselves. Of course they are. It seems like they are, anyway, and that's what they are, in fact, doing. And it seems like they got a pretty tight operation on the Negan side, despite the fact that Rick's gang keeps, like, wailing on him over and over again. Yeah, well, one time... 
you know, the, they didn't know that Daryl had a missile launcher. Well, they could have been better prepared. They were clumped together. They were pulling over a military vehicle. Well, I'm they, just they saying. They were a little sloppy. They were sloppy. They were also extremely overconfident. And I yeah. think that'll probably be Negan's downfall at some point, too. The governor was much the same way. They just figured we have this on lockdown. We're not worried about what's going to happen. Next thing you know, you got a rocket up your keister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's a keister? That's a rear end. A buttocks. An I don't anus. know what any of those are. Okay, gotcha. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you don't know what any of those things are. <laughs> you were in the military, Brent. I don't... You know 25 different ways for said, butt that I've never heard wait, of are before. are you saying like a bum? Like a bum, yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. My goodness gracious. Because uh, they have the, well, the, the the Negan camp. They have the, mm-hmm. the Alpha and Omega code lines, and they've got uh, signals, and, and start with this co- keyword on this frequency. Yeah. And so they've got a whole system of everything going on. They have bases set up uh, that apparently they have so many bases, it's been a month since they checked the Slaughterhouse one. Yeah, so apparently they have a lot of people. It's a but big operation. They, it seems like they're a little spread out, though. They are extremely spread out. But what? how many people, uh, conservatively, Rick's gang has killed, like, what? Two dozen of Negan's people at this point? Well, there were, what, like four or five in the first the first missile launcher? It was like six or seven, I think. Okay, six or seven. There were at least ten people that they killed while sleeping. And then the other one's the firefight for another six more. So two and dozen, is that one, fair? And then the ones that got killed in this episode. Another three or four another, here. Another four, Four, because they killed the guy at the end who said, I am Negan. Yeah. So it's like 24 people being killed. Don't you think he's going to be pissed? Don't you think Rick could have followed up with like, "Wait, wait, what do you mean? You're Negan? Are you saying that in like a metaphorical way, Carl? <laughs> Carl, you think he's saying it in a metaphorical way, or are you actually in fact ne- because they called you Primo before, which I know also means cousin and in it's, Spanish? It's also a fine uh, pizza chain in Detroit back when I was a kid. I'm just saying they could have, <laughs> you know, there was no reason they had to kill him right yes, there. Yes, there was because the mission was kill all of them. So well, as soon as his as soon as they didn't need him anymore because they knew Carol and Maggie were okay, Rick's not going to hesitate and stone cold pulled the trigger and he's not going to he doesn't want to talk to him because he doesn't want lies clouding his head. Well, I I <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think that they could have interrogated him a little bit and find out where the rest of their people are. Uh, yes. They're supposed to kill everyone. They're supposed to kill everyone that was there. And, you know, did they really think that was, you know, they were calling him Primo. Yeah. I go. I guess that could be code name for Negan. Oh, in uh, in um, Swahili, uh, Primo. No, I'm just saying, Negan. like you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to call you Primo instead of Big Chief instead of Negan, so we won't know it's you by name. Don't salute me out into the field, or the snipers will know who to shoot. Yeah, <clears throat> I still think they could have asked some questions because clearly that was not Negan. Clearly it was not. And okay, I don't well, think so Rick does, cared it was anymore. Rick Dumb. No, I just think okay. Well, then Rick he, wanted the mission to be over so he could go home, and the last loose end was that no, guy yeah, being it, alive. It don't matter if uh, doesn't. No matter if that actually wasn't Negan. Don't care. Why? He was on the list of people you to should, kill. You sh- no, it was Negan and his people, and they should find out. And as far as he's concerned, oh, you say you're Negan? Cool. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I killed Negan. So no repercussions for you know. Of course, these- there's gonna be repercussions. Well, I'm just saying, like, couldn't Rick have been smarter about this? I just, I think this is a tired man who wanted to go home, wasn't happy with tired. where he was and what he was they doing. Were, they didn't do anything. They went out and killed ten guys that were asleep, Knifed and then they the went, and then they did nothing for an hour while they waited for her Alicia Witt to call them back on their on their on their uh, on their walkie-talkie. I did enjoy the kiss. She kept calling Rick so why like, is he throughout tired? the episode. I thought that was kind of fun. Why is he tired? He didn't fight anyone except the guys who were dead. He was tired because Alicia Witt's been running through his mind all day. Mm-hmm. He didn't even ever see her. So don't worry about that. Yeah. 
Saw her at the end. I think Rick made a mistake at the end there. Uh, it's possible, but I, I, I get what Rick was coming from, at least. Do, is it the decision I would have made? No. Is it the decision I think Rick and his and where he is right now would make? Don't you think they absolutely? Okay, the cloud is. Uh, he thinks they're gonna. He's gonna cloud his mind. Yeah. Couldn't they just put a gag on him, take him back to the hilltop, say, "Is this Negan?" That wasn't the mission. The mission was to kill the them guy. All. Said, "Is this Negan?" Yes. Okay. Is that Negan? Uh, he is not Negan. Cool. <laughs> now I got blood all over your office. Well, and then they have to interrogate him to find out where the rest of the people are, so they can kill all of them. Yeah, but he's just gonna keep saying they're not I'm trying Negan. to like kill some of them, and then have more people come back on them. That's, like, actually what they're trying to avoid, right? So shouldn't they make sure that they killed everyone? But they have to know right now, because there were other people coming from the Negan camp, so they knew there so was more then, Negans so out there. So then find out where they are. I guess, if this guy even knows. Uh, he, <laughs> he didn't seem like he was being very cooperative, is all I'm saying. Yeah, and he gave him plenty of chances to talk, as he just shot him immediately after he said he was Negan. Well, in that moment, he had that entire hour they were waiting to talk. They and weren't he apparently did said nothing. Hey, he could have given up information yeah, willingly. But, yeah, but once they killed all the other people, then they would be free to torture him and not worry, have to worry about sending him back untortured. See what I mean? Now you're speaking my language. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The waterboarding. Mm. Like Ted hey, Cruz says, sir, not that bad. Sir, waterboarding? Like Trump says, not that bad. If I learned one thing from Dick Cheney, waterboarding, not torture. Yeah. That's enhanced techniques. It's just drowning a little bit. It's just <laughs> drowning a little bit. <laughs> oh, Lordy Lou. Yeah. She's good. Anyway, before we get too deep in the hole, let's talk about Walking Dead Michonne, the Telltale game. Okay. I can recap this for you like this. They're on a boat, mm-hmm. and then they go get on a different boat, uh-huh. and then they go get on another boat. Mm-hmm. The end. And also there was Michonne. And Michonne was there on all three boats. Yeah. I, I enjoyed I some it was, of the character uh, stuff. Yeah, I thought some of the characters were fun. Uh, there were some real... I thought there were some real like head-scratching choices you had to make, though. Some of the, Sometimes I was like, ah... Somebody's going to get hurt if I do what I think I should do. Somebody's going to get hurt or either I'm way. I'm going to get hurt if I. Who am I going to get hurt? Me or somebody else or somebody I like or somebody right. I just met or somebody who I might need later? Right. Who? Which of these three people have you cho- chosen to hurt? Yep. Uh, it reminds me of the old song. Everybody hurts. I don't know what that song is. I think you're lying to me. Okay. Anyway, can you even tell me who sings that song? Uh, REM. Rapid Eye Movement. Rapid Eye Movement sings that song. Hmm. Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, what choices did you make in the game? Because there wasn't. It was like an hour long. It was like what? What you got? Like an hour fifteen? I basically I tried to put myself in Michonne's shoes, and right. I know Michonne is like all about self preservation, and she does not suffer fools. And we all know. And here's the deal: if I may, spoiler alert to Walking Dead. None of these other people exist in the Walking Dead show that we know, which means we have to assume safely they're all dead. Oh, so well, whatever choices you make, they will all be dead, so who but cares? But that's the boat people from the comics. Is that right? No. I don't know. <laughs> it's based on the comics, so you could be right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Well, it's the based deal. on what Michonne is supposedly doing while she's off the, while she's not in the comics for like a year. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was before they met her. No. This is after they met her. Yeah. So at the beginning scene, she tries to kill herself, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. She's got so much to live for, so many people to help. I Yeah, it said, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to... Pull the trigger. I pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger because the trigger. they're not going to let Michonne die. So, I, was, so I wanted to pull happen. the trigger and have it be like, the end. Yeah. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Achievement Killed unlocked. Michonne. <laughs> I thought that might be kind of fun. But uh, there just wasn't much to this game. I mean, granted, it's $15 for three episodes. So f- instead of 10 bucks an episode like we're used to, it's five. And this was like half the thought, half the production value, half the length. 
I didn't care for this is the first Telltale game I played that I did not care for at all. There wasn't much that happened then, it was there. There wasn't much there at all. Yeah. A lot of the choices seemed to be like, hey, uh, you just met a guy. Do you want to stab him? Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay, cool. You talk to him. Okay, now you're both captured. Now you're in a boat. Uh, do you want to try to stab somebody? No? Okay, you're going to talk to people instead. A whole bunch of people get punched in the face because you're talking to them. Do you want to take a chance and stab somebody this time? No? Okay, yeah. let's just keep talking with people and getting punched. Yeah. The end. Yeah, I agree Not compelling. It, it could have been better. I, I wonder what's going I mean, they left off at a nice cliffhanger, I guess. I guess. I don't even remember what it was. Well, it was a... Michonne was at the edge of a cliff, hanging by her fingertips. Oh, there you go. On a boat. On a boat. Because <laughs> that's... I hope you like boats, everybody. Yep. Do you like boats? Because I put some boats on your boats. Yeah, one thing I don't put together would be like Michonne and boats. Like, no. you know what? I see her in like a whole series which is on boats. You know what? Nautical. That's yeah. what I think of. Captain's hat Michonne. Yep. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, the one thing I thought was cool, there is a flashback that happens in it where she's like picturing herself back in her old regular life again, protecting kids, where she's actually killing zombies, but she thinks it's people like hurting the kids. Right. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. That was compelling. Yeah. But aside from that, what would you grade this uh, this Walking Dead? Uh, maybe like a B minus, C plus. D plus here. Yeah. Not good. Give me, the choices didn't feel like they really impacted a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Michonne fan, and I was like, I didn't get that much out of it. We 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 went into her backstory just a little bit. Yeah, not a whole lot happened with it. Nobody else is super compelling around her. She's right mostly now. like tied up. She's tied up, and she's not. She's powerless for most of the episode. Mm-hmm. She's either being held at gunpoint, tied up, or getting punched in the face. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, I don't feel like it's Michonne B. A. Baracus here. Telltale, yeah. Yeah. get your head out your bum. Okay, let me try one more time to sell you on the fact that Carol was not... Okay, one more time. All right, one more time. Okay, because I just thought of this. They set it up as you're watching the episode, and I I told you I was fooled. I'm sitting there going, okay, Carol's clearly playing possum. Um, Clearly, clearly playing possum. what I got out of it. Okay, so at the end, we're like, okay, here comes the killing, and then when you see her hesitate, you're like, oh. And also, she... Holds onto her crucifix so hard that she cuts her she hand. She cuts her hand, yeah. Yeah. She did sharpen it, too, which probably didn't she help She did, any. but like that meant the least. She was like really like kind of praying. So that, to me, made it feel like, oh, she actually, wow. I thought she was playing this whole time, and she actually has lost it a little bit. She lost her edge. If you are right, let me just say that sets up to my theory 100%. They're humanizing Carol. They're making her love again. They're making her feel I'm emotions. Trying, I'm trying to make you right, Ray. And if I'm that's true, to make you, when Negan comes yeah. and kills her in the final episode, mm-hmm. it's going to be effing fantastic. Yeah, you'll be right as Ray. It'll be, it'll be. He'll find Glenn. He'll be about to beat Glenn with like a bat or something, mm-hmm. and then Carol will jump in the way with the humanity, and he'll beat Carol to death and say that's good enough. Yeah, that's my prediction right now. Could be swerve, <laughs> WWE style swerve. Could be. Thank you. I I, th- I wish they would kill uh, what's her name, Ooh. Tara. I wish they'd kill off Tara. Oh. She's so boring right now. Well, she's not needed right now. You well yeah. know what happens in Walking Dead if you're not needed anymore. Yeah. If they can't find a use for you, yeah. That's the Tara, sound of you getting the they're wasting. I feel like they've kind of wasted Abraham most of the time. He's been on, like, he was a BA. He has a comic. new, well, he's and, got a new look on life right now. That is with Sasha. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? more to do. I feel like he was just like this big BA warrior and hasn't really been that, that much on the show. Yeah. Well, We'll see what happens in the last three episodes. You know, I feel like they've kind of wasted that character to me. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see a lot of people getting killed. Probably That's right. what I think. But we'll see. Anyway, we'll come right back, and we'll keep going after three seconds of Kesha. It's something that's a 
talk a little bit of NFL before we get out the world today. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of minutes left here. We got we got to talk about Kansas City being big cheaters, Brent. Oh man. What's up with your boys? Kansas City Chiefs. They did the, the same Jeremy thing. Macklin deal. They did the same thing everybody else did. They didn't Yeah, not not everybody else got, got caught, caught though. The, yeah, that's true. That's the caught. difference. Well, you have the thing where you have free agents and there's a certain amount of time before free agency starts where you can't you can talk to their agents, I believe, or their managers. Right. Their representatives. You can't talk directly to them. So the Chiefs broke the rule by talking directly to him. And I think the Chiefs and the Eagles have kind of like a Jets Patriots thing going on right now, where it's just it seems pretty bitter, and it's just the weirdest thing. With now you guys are like the coaches switching over. You got Jeremy Macklin from mm-hmm. the Eagles. They're signing your players well, away. I, this is what I want to say about they this. got Chase Daniel now. It was a really dumb thing to do because Jeremy Macklin already knew Andy Reid, right? Yeah. So. They, they have a personal relationship. They didn't really need to talk to him beforehand. He was already going to be strongly on their radar. Correct? And he should have known this. Let's face it. Peep friends of friends, talk to friends of friends, and word gets out. They both should have been smarter than this. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it punishes it punishes Macklin, too, because now he's on the team that gets punished, and they lost two. The thing that I don't like about it is... Like they gave the they they gave them they took away a third and a sixth round. That's pick. kind of a big deal. Yeah, third round picks are big. I know, and 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 of all the other times it's happened, like no one has gotten anything more than like a fifth round pick in ten years. You know what? Set an example. I guess, but I'd like to say this is a weird thing. Is compensatory picks just came out as well? Mm-hmm. The Lions got a third and a sixth round pick. Totally coincidentally. Yeah, we, we suddenly for literally nothing they gave us the ninety fifth pick overall. Well, that happened to the Chiefs. <laughs> I'll take it. That, that happens when you lose when you have good players and you lose them. And Dominican Sue, yeah, he's still doing us favors. There you go. <laughs> he signed for so much money it equaled a third round pick a year after the fact. Wow. And I'm sure the Calvin retirement uh, didn't didn't uh, hurt it either. I think the Chiefs get that one thing reduced. The other. I think they. I think I don't think they have to give up a third rounder eventually. You don't think so? No. Interesting. Yeah. They're gonna appeal it. Well, I mean, no one's. First of all, no one's had. I don't think for a while has had more than one pick taken away, and it's never been more than a fifth round pick. So why did they get a third and a sixth? Well, it could be worse. It could be the Patriots. The first round this year is only thirty-one picks long. Yeah, I know. Deflate gate, man. They finally are paying something for it. Well, they deflated balls. They they did. Yeah, and that's definitely on the same level of as what. Although I still think that's too big of a that was too big of a penalty for them too. You know. Well, you can't take wins away. It's not the NCAA, and they can pretend like wins never happened. I know, but first-round pick, I mean, that's... That's pretty big. I mean, for big. them, though, it's still going to be, what, the 30th pick overall that's or whatever true. it is? That's true. <laughs> On your face at that point, you know. Uh, we get, You know what? Let's talk about something you'll be a little bit happier about. Mm. What's up with the Denver Broncos right now? Oh, I love they it. They are a combustible... I love it. ...mess right now. Well, they signed the sand... They signed butt fumble. They signed Mark Sanchez, the human butt... They traded for the butt fumble. They traded for the for butt the record, fumble. Yes. Ah, oh, that's great. They had to give up something for the butt fumble. We talked literally a week ago about Brock Osweiler, right? Mm-hmm. And Sam Bradford getting paid $18 million a year, mm-hmm. and I, Brock Osweiler is being offered $15 million a year mm-hmm. by the Broncos. And what did I say? I said he should be offended that that's all they're offering him when Sam Bradford, he should be getting $18 million a year. Neither one of them should get that. But given the market, that's what they're going to get. So yes. to ask him to take less than Sam Bradford's eighteen million, offensive to me. Well, no, because Sam offensive. Brad, Sam Bradford was drafted much higher than Brock Osweiler. He was, but he, and you he's know what? Played much more than Brock Osweiler. Can I say right now, more will be expected out of Brock Osweiler next year than Sam Bradford? 
by pretty much everybody. I don't know. I expect him to have a better year. I don't know about that. Well, let that. me say right now, fast forward seven days, you know Brock what I Osweiler heard? signs for $18 million a year with you the know, Texans. You know, they were talking about um, Brian Hoyer, right? He was with the Oof. Texans, right? Yeesh. You know what I heard somebody refer to Brian to Brock Osweiler is, What's that? as today? Tall Brian Hoyer. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is outrageous. Well, first off, Brock Osweiler, what are you, 6'7"? Yeah, 6'7". He's seven. a freaking monster. Yeah, he's tall. We got uh, Boris Karloff playing quarterback right now. But he's at least shown some stuff. He beat the Patriots in the regular season the in Patriots, a game for both wins. But it wasn't wins. because of him. It was because of their defense. Uh, he he flat out had some good drives so in that game. you're saying that, like, good uh, stuff. you know, uh, Peyton Manning was the reason that they won the Super Bowl, too, right? No, but he gets credit okay. for it. Well, right. but Quarterbacks get too much blame and too much credit. Yeah, it's just the way of the world. So, they so, also get eighteen so million dollar contracts. So let's you and I not do that. Let's give them the amount of credit they're supposed to get. I, I honestly, Brock Osweiler was an important reason why they beat the Patriots. He had some really good drives in that game, and it wasn't like Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl where he just got carried the whole well, time. He, he must, made some plays. He look, they must have seen something in the film where they still benched him regardless. Uh, they did because they realized they had one more year with Peyton Manning left. They they wanted to take the guy they could trust, even if they didn't get as much out of him, and the guy who could potentially rookie freeze, even well, though he's not I, a rookie, I, and throw four interceptions. If, in a if, playoff if, game. If he single-handedly beat the Patriots, like you just said. I did not say single-handedly. <laughs> How dare you? If you say that he beat the Patriots, a really good play. I don't know why you would bench him unless unless he really wasn't that good. Because they felt they had to look at it, and they were right. So, so let's look at his stats in that game. Let's see what his stats were. Let's see if they were really that great. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, we, we looked it up right here. Brock Osweiler in the game against the Patriots. Week 12, I believe. Mm-hmm. 23 for 42, 270 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So that's Decent. Less than 60% accuracy. Decent. One touchdown. Decent. But the big thing was when that one touchdown came was with a minute nine to go. And if it wasn't for a last-second miracle drive by New England to tie it with a 47-yard field goal as time expired, that is a game-winning touchdown against the Patriots. That is excellent. And then he went ahead and then in the drive in overtime, marched right down the field. And uh, scored the touchdown I'm just in saying, overtime. Why did nobody? Why didn't Philly want him then? He's so great. Why didn't Denver want to pay him? Because Philly, he's so great. Philly already had their quarterback. And Denver, why didn't they want him? And that's here's the deal. They didn't have him at the time though. He that's, was he was around with the same time all those other guys were. That's the legitimate question though. Why didn't Denver want to pay him eighteen million dollars a year? Yeah, I they're think not sold on it. And I'm, you're probably right. I think John Elway screwed up. I think that he thought that he's John Elway and we just won the Super Bowl and it should be we should get a discount for you coming back to this team. Has he's been on Super Bowl winning teams before? Granted he didn't necessarily stick around afterwards, but teams that win Super Bowls tend to hemorrhage great players who are free agents who go get paid cuz now they don't worry about the ring anymore. <laughs> Which is exactly Malik Jackson goes to Jacksonville. Who goes to Jacksonville unless they're trying to get a huge contract? 90 million dollars. For, like, what, the third best lineman on that line? Okay, who's Fourth the, best lineman? Who, so do you like, who do you like better, Brock Osweiler or uh, I'll name someone else they could have gotten, Ryan, Fitzpat- Ryan Fitzpatrick? I like Osweiler. Okay. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a better quarterback ra- rating last year. Though. Yeah, but Osweiler only played half a season or, so like, what? seven games Your or Your quarterback whatever. ranking still is what it is. That's is. You're absolutely right. Uh, I will say right now, I thought Fitzpatrick had a great he season. The, I had, don't believe that he's going to do it again. He, had, he, had, he was just about the same as Matt Hasselbeck. Who was that? Osweiler? Yeah. Has- Hasselbeck won like what four games <laughs> before he yes. suddenly went in the toilet? But he's he looked great in that really bad division. It, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> really bad division. They didn't win it. <laughs> he also was uh, under, not even as good as Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Yeah, sure. Are you going to? Cho- are you going to put? Who is the uh, L.A. Rams quarterback yes, right he is. now? I was about to say <laughs> in Case Keenum, we trust here in Los Angeles. What I'm saying is, look at his age. What is Brock Osweiler? 24, 25 years old. He's got all the physical tools. He just won a ring. 
He's been under the tutelage of Peyton Manning and John Elway. When is the last time a quarterback as tall as him won a Super Bowl? Won a Super Bowl? Oh gosh, I've got. I don't. No idea. I don't think there's ever been. A I don't guy know that a guy's as, ever won six seven. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger what, is six six. I think that's what I'm saying. I think so, he's he would be a than, comparable athlete. Okay, except Roethlisberger's is, tougher. He's twenty five. Twenty five. So you're going to take a guy. You're going to pay him what eighteen million a year for three or four years. Get him in the quote unquote prime of his career. He's been set up for success, and all Houston is missing is an adequate quarterback. Well, he might be adequate. I mean, he might be good enough with that with that defense. He yeah. only needs to be good enough. <laughs> They're not going to ask the moon and the stars. But from this I wouldn't guy. say this though. I wouldn't say that. Well, they have they have DeAndre Hopkins, and they don't have much else as far as tools because they they don't have uh, Arian Foster anymore. No, but they just signed Lamar Miller. They did. So and I, I, that's not a bad pickup. Not a bad pickup uh, at all. Maybe maybe uh, he can carry the maybe load. I can keep him in my fantasy now because I would absolutely keep him uh, in my fantasy if I had. Maybe him. he'll actually get carries now. Yeah, that's it. So anyway, that was just interesting. Poor, poor Broncos. I see Brent over here just crying tears of sadness. I kind of wanted at the plight I, of the Broncos. I kind of wanted Elway to or Elway. I Elway to wanted, come out of retirement. Yeah, I, yeah I, I really <laughs> wish he would come out of retirement. That would be great. Um, I kind of wish that Peyton, uh, Peyton Manning would have came back. You know, there was no no chance of that happening. You know what I heard on first take today though. Oh, geez, oh, Listen geez. to this. I'm so sorry. First off, why were you watching first? Skip day? Bayless. Go ahead. Well, it's our it's, hero. It's, skip it's on around when I'm, I'm getting dressed. I know work. nothing, but I know it loudly. Bayless. Yes, Skip Bayless. So they said, who is the most likely person to be the Broncos quarterback opening day? You know, who Skip Bayless said Tim Tebow. Nope. Oh, that would be the only thing he knows. Yeah. Who? Who else did he say? He said, you know what? They already have a guy that's a proven winner, Mark Sanchez, that just won a Super Bowl for them. Bring him back for one more year. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> and this is why he has the worst opinions in all of sports talk. Very interesting, though. <sighs> what if they get super desperate and ask him to come back? He not. He not. They won't, and he won't. And then Stephen A. Soup's like, <laughs> Oh, I've heard a lot of. I heard a lot of opinions, Skip Bayless. You know, the reason he retired is he was scared of those allegations. It's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, among other things. Yeah. He also can't play quarterback anymore. Thank Let's you. start there. Uh, I think they've got to look at trading for Colin Kaepernick. I think they've got to look at Ryan Fitzpatrick as a free Kaepernick agent. Wants to play in Cleveland, so he's ready for his. He career wants to, be to over. play in Cleveland. No, no, no. Let me say this: San Francisco is ready to send him to Cleveland to die. He's trying to put a good face on it. If you had a choice between going to Denver and Kaepernick, Cleveland, you're going to go to Denver. He's just trying to put a good face on Kaepernick it. Kaepernick came out and said he would like to play for Cleveland. Yeah, because he thinks that's where he's going either way. Now, why would you put it out there if that's not where you're... You, because You just stay quiet and hope for the best, Ray. <laughs> yeah, Don't sad. say it out loud. It might happen. You know what? Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> in any case, that we got to... That would be really funny if he went to Cleveland. We got to uh, get up out of here. I would still love it if he went to Denver. Bring it. I, I think he'd be good in Denver. He might be. Yeah. But I, I don't be careful what you ask for, Brent. Bring it. All right. We'll be right back to wrap up the show after hey, three. You know yes. what? You know what? Here's here's where Colin Kaepernick belongs. Okay. He should go where he really fits in, where he would know his role and he would fit in perfectly. He should go back to being Alex Smith's backup. Oh my goodness. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad we wasted time on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he belongs, Ray, is Alex Smith's back. Is anyone arguing now anymore that Colin Kaepernick is still better than Alex Smith? Uh, let's, talk, let's talk a year from now. But what do you say right now? Right now, he, he's, been, uh, he's taken a team to more Super Bowls than Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith was on that team and won more games that year than Colin Kaepernick did. Uh, but Colin Kaepernick won the uh, He NFC just happened. He got game. benched because he, he got a concussion. Can't fight it. Alex Smith, the year before, was in the NFC Championship game and had the game won, and they gave up a touchdown with like three seconds left to lose. Can't win games, can't stay healthy. 
Alex Smith. Alex Smith. He's been healthy. What are you talking about? Got a concussion. Yeah. Anyway, we're right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Papa Roach. Before we get out of here today in this cornucopia episode, talk to me about Golden State, Brent. They're going to beat that record, Ray. It looks that way, doesn't it? As I predicted, they would. You did. Although they're missing Iguodala for two weeks. That could be kind of big. Except Stephon Curry single-handedly winning them every game right now. Pulling them out of the fire time and time again. Ridiculous. Um, what was the stat you pulled up for Golden State you were telling me just before we started uh, recording? Well, they're 59-6 and six coming in at night. Which is silly. Yeah, 59-6, and six, and they're playing New Orleans, who they should handle at home easily. They're 30-0 at home, and 59-6, and six, they have 17 games left. 11 of them are at home. That's how does this happen? So you figure they're not going to lose a game at home, maybe one. So they go ten and one. That's sixty nine and seven. This literally amounts to all. The only time they lose is at the very end of a five or six game road streak. So if they win their like games, that's it. if they win the at the rate they're winning at at home, they just have to go like four and two on the road to to. And they can do that. Yeah, you know what I, th- I think. I think they have a chance. Yeah, Brent. Here's the deal. They got to look at it. <laughs> and the worst part is they're they're incomprehensibly good. San Antonio is what only three and a half games behind them. Yeah, that's how good San Antonio is this year. This would be a, an all-star caliber greatest team well, of all time for San Antonio this year. Now that they've added Lamarcus Aldridge and add a little youth, a little you know exuberance into the lineup, and nobody cares because Golden State's crushing it. That's true. And as good as San Antonio has been this year, they're also thirty-two and zero at home. I don't know if there's ever been two teams that went undefeated at home. It could happen. I don't know if there's been one team that's been undefeated the entire year. I'm not sure. Can we just eliminate the Eastern Conference from the playoffs and just have the two of them play a best of 13 and just play it out, see who wins? The the Eastern Conference always has a a puncher's chance because there's always a chance of someone getting injured during the Western Conference. And they do beat each other up a lot. And they do beat each other up. And let's face it, it will be Cleveland. The most dysfunctional, not-that-good Cleveland team. LeBron always makes the finals, doesn't win. Does not win. Yeah. Speaking of not winning, take a chance. Take a moment when you're done listening to this. Do our bracket challenge, which you also will not win. Because I guarantee it. I'm taking it again, guys. I'm going to put put it on the board right now. Sorry, everybody. Anyway, we have have, uh, people. We got contact information. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Before we get out of here today. Ray's home phone number is 818. You're already wrong. (laughs) Oh. 972. Uh, Shut up. 947. Shut up. 972. Shut up. 972. Don't worry about that. 911-411-911. Are you done? <laughs> Hit us up on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast or on Twitter at Ray Brent Podcast. Uh, contact the show. Join our bracket. I'll say it again. It's got to happen. We need lots of people for it. I want one of your smiling faces in here with us talking about sports and trash-talking Brent and telling me how great I am and we'll high-five and we'll tag-team him on Detroit Sports for an hour. I figure that's how it's going to go. So what happened when Mansur won, sort of. Sort yeah, of. except Manser's not much of a trash talker. He's really not. Bless it all. Go back and listen to that episode. That was a, a fun time with Mr. Matt Manser, writer extraordinaire. One of my favorite people in the world, Brent. Is that right? That's, you were talking trash about him before we... All right. I talk trash about everybody, Brent. That's the thing I do. All right. Uh, individually, you can contact us on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And uh, we got people we want to thank this week, Brent. We want to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Got to thank Greg Lopez for our jingle. The jingle we used recently? Got to thank the train wreck. Did you know Greg Lopez is in a Taco Bell commercial right now? I saw that. He's at, uh, the commercial where they're pulling apart the cheese thing, and they're like, it's bigger than this. He's one of the guys at Mission Control. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what Greg Lopez, friend of the show, maker of jingles, looks like, he's that guy Yeah, at Mission Control. I thought he lived in England now. He does. I don't understand how he even did that. I, things happen, I guess. I guess. Good job. Uh, we got to thank Jordan Monsell, the artist. 
Come on, sell me some art. Go to jordanmonsell.com or sell us by Jordan on Facebook. I don't know if we thank the train wrecks. We gotta thank I the did. train I already wrecks. Thought the, I already thank the train wrecks. Do we thank David Noel, the producer? Dino. Dino. You called him that now too. See? Oh, I was talking it's about catching on. I was talking about the, the yeah Flintstones dog. I thought I saw yeah. it over your shoulder. It's catching on, Dino. See? No. I hope he na- names his bracket Dino. I hope he does. And uh, there's nobody else you want to thank. So um, nope, there's not. Then I guess we should just get out of here. Myself then. for being awesome. You know what? We'll find out in a week where the brackets are locked. Ooh, yeah. You've, uh, you've had trouble in this for two years in a row before I we have, get out of here. I have. You've struggled I know. mightily. You don't have to tell me. I have struggled <laughs> mightily. I had one average to bad year, and I won it all. So Brad, I, I went I went like risky the first year, and it went horribly for me. And yes, then last year, I was like, I'm going to go chalk. And it went, and it went even worse. <laughs> you know what I call this year? Brent's Redemption. Brent's Red Redemption. Dead Redemption. You better name your bracket. All right. Red Dead Redemption. It's back. It's in. Good night, everybody. Peace. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains You're gonna have to drag me out in chains You're gonna have to drag me out in chains You always get what you wanted